everyone, and welcome to From the Cheap Seats. On April 2nd, 2019, Bryce Harper, one of the three highest paid athletes in any professional sports in history, returned to the city, Washington, D.C., and the Park National Stadium that made him so famous. My co-host, Cassia, and I braved the elements that night and were there in person to record the proceedings. In today's episode, we have the real story of what happened on that bruising evening. Play ball! So, Cassia, describe for the audience what took place in that evening. Okay, well, it was raining, and when we arrived at the stadium, it was rain delay. I had to go all the way up to the third, the fourth level of the stadium, which I'd never been to before. Um, not trying to brag, just saying never never had been in seats that cheap before. Well, we are from the cheap seats. Well, yes, I didn't know it was really that literally. <laughs> basically in the last row. We should say row. from the pigeon seats. We were in the last row. But it wasn't just raining. I mean, we really have to just, I mean, it was, it was arctically cold. cold. It was rainy. Um, there weren't a lot of people there when we got there. And it was mostly Phillies fans um, all around the whole surrounding area. Yes, there were a lot of Phillies fans. So we were alone in our section until the game actually got started after about an hour when it should have. And then all of a sudden it was amazingly crowded. The most crowded part was the Phillies visitor section. Yes, that is true. That is true. That was the most densely packed part of the stadium. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty miserable from beginning to end. Even like when I got home, an hour after, I'm in my bed under the duvet. I still felt cold to my very core. No, we were hot. I mean, we were dressed in our winter gear as if we were in the northern uh, Michigan in January, and yet we were still freezing our asses off. Even though technically it was supposed to only be forty degrees. It was. It was just <laughs> horrible. It was a miserable experience. So here we go to the game. We got there early, and uh, we had a very nice forty-dollar we risotto. So <laughs> the risotto was pretty mediocre. Well, yes. there's no, there's no good food options around the entire area. Okay, well, it's, it's good basically to know a war our, zone for our gourmet. Uh, it's the truth. People lie, you know, when you listen to them bullshit on the on Masson. They'll be like, man, this area, it's just, I've seen it just totally blow up since the Nats have been here, man. There's so much now. No, when they say there's so much, there's two sports bars, one of which is ridiculously over the top and fancy, one of which is ridiculously shitty and just worse than anyone's expectations for a sports bar. And then all the other places are just like restaurants that are way too expensive and give you like a dime size amount of pasta or a, a single muscle on a plate. I mean, it was, uh, it's just very upsetting. Well, you forgot to mention the first place we went to, which was this high re- highly recommended barbecue place called... No, no, that's the place I was talking about. The sports bar that was just total guard. Like, it was just a depressing place. Well, it was... Full it of Phillies. Uh, 100% Phillies fans, yeah. 
Well, I mean, that makes sense to me because other people that would come to the game would be coming from work or somewhere. They wouldn't just have to, like, be wandering around. Everybody was there to see Bryce Harper on his first return to Washington, D.C., wearing a Phillies jersey. Now, in anticipation of that, he did several PR moves, which I'm sure he was advised to do. One of them was he released a Instagram post um, early in the morning on that very same day. Uh, Kasi, would you like to read that post? Yes, I would love to read it. This is one of my favorite um, pieces of writing of the this current century. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the best of Fitzgerald in Instagram. No, please go ahead. I will, jeez. <laughs> if you would have told me five years ago I would be walking into Nationals Park as an opposing player, I would have told you that you were crazy. Five years later, I'm doing just that. I remember the first day I walked into Nats Park. My first base hit. My first home run. And of course, my first standing ovation. Nationals fans delivered that first ovation. The things I will miss most are the relationships I gained on a personal level with so many of the national staff and workers around the park. Every day I walked in, I got a smile or shared a laugh with you. I Why did he rest? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to react. I'm not going to let when you, you look laughed, at my face. When you laughed, it made me laugh. Every day. <laughs> I just hung out with the groundskeepers. Yeah, he's such, such a bullshitter. He <laughs> never talked to the any of machine. these people. Hey, I just love that guy <laughs> in cleaning the toilets. I especially want to thank the Lerner family and Mike Rizzo for the unwavering support they showed me during my tenure in D.C. The city of D.C. was my home. Philomena's, the Silver Diner. Why did he write the silver diner? The Those are Italian two like opposite store. spectrums of the dining. <laughs> I don't experience. even know what Philomena's is. No, it's one of the five star restaurants. Oh, in that's DC. probably why. And, but Silver Diner is a is a national. Exactly, it's franchise. like that's like saying like the Exxon Mobil was my home. <laughs> like it's just like what? I love the Stuckies in <laughs> Southeast Washington. The Italian store and countless other places helped it feel like home. You, Nationals fans, made me one of your own for the entire time I was a part of the Nationals organization. I'm so blessed to have been able to play for a fan base that cared so much about our team each and every night. You will always hold a special place in my heart no matter what. When I run on the field tonight, I am sure to hear some boos, but I will always remember the cheers and the screams that are still with me right now as I start my new chapter. So for that, DC, thank you. Thank you, Garcia. Very touching. It was very, very touching. And then in addition to that, he was nice enough to have a press conference four hours before the game began where he actually talked to members of the Washington, D.C. press and answered questions. So here's a piece. I mean, it's baseball. You know, it's part of the game. It's part of sports. Um, so, you know, I hope... Uh, I hope I get a great one. Um, of course, I think there'll be some boos and things like that, but, you know, it's part of the game. And, um, you know, I think I'll get some cheers as well. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, I'll always remember the, the memories we had here and um, the excitement and things like that and all the screams and the cheers, um, you know, and I'll, uh, I'll always remember that. Okay, so he'll always remember the screams and cheers. And what, a, what does he mean by screams? Because that makes me sound like someone's running around with a butcher knife. Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to stab people. I'll always remember the screams. Well, when the he got screams? home runs, there was a great deal of excitement. You must admit that. Yeah, but I wouldn't really call it like, ah! like it's not really like screaming. Okay, I mean, uh, it's just very it's a creepy it, way of putting it. He's not a uh, professional orator. Well, he he was just like someone like someone else wrote this for him, and then he was like the screams, the cheers, yeah, yeah, the, and I'll always remember the memories. DC, uh, Silver Diner, yep, thank thank you. No, 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 it's true. I mean, so he'd already uh, done that Instagram post, and then he did this. And then, um, and we have our, um, we're recording this a couple of days later, we have all of our video from um, actually in the stadium where we were freezing. And the first thing they did was play a tribute video, which I have not been able to get a copy of, but it, we could not... Uh, I, I covered my eyes, really, so I didn't even So go ahead it. and uh, here we are. Okay, we're watching the the tribute video and the fans are not happy. These are not happy fans, Cassia. No, they're not. That's I, I didn't think they'd be this mean. Okay, that last round of booze occurred when the screen went to CG that said, thank you for the memories, Bryce. And then they cut to a shot of Bryce Harper in the dugout alone in the rain. Not very pretty for the $330 million man. Anyways, we couldn't hear anything, if anything at all, was said. It was probably just music. But the last image on the video... Um, came up and it said thank you Bryce Harper for seven said, fantastic for the, years or thanks for the memories it wasn't a divorce thing it was thanks <laughs> for the memories okay and then and then the and then they dissolved to an actual live shot from a camera of Bryce, of Bryce in the visitors Phillies dugout with his arms crossed. Absolutely alone. None of his, his teammates were consoling him because because as you just everyone heard. Everyone booed from it the was, beginning to the end. It, it was so embarrassed. I mean, it was awful. It, it was a nightmare situation. Right. It wasn't it wasn't like a mixture of boos and hoorays. It was overwhelming. It was so deafening. Loud. We couldn't hear the speakers. We couldn't hear everything. People were booing. People were throwing their hot dogs. Anyways, it just, the whole scene was kind of sad. It was very sad. And it was sad even to, like, I didn't boo. But it was sad to just be in an, in an environment of such, like, mob hatred and anger. Because I have never in my life experience something like that before i've never heard anyone be booed that you weren't personally extremely. involved in the bolshevik revolution where they took over the palace no i wasn't personally Stalingrad alive at that point <laughs> but i don't think they were booing all right well let's move on to harper's first at bat all right strike one um it was it was mostly just the same a repeat of the same thing that happened during the tribute video so people were just 
people booing their heads off. Yeah. I saw he he kept saying there'll be booze, but there'll be cheers. There were. I saw one old man stand up and clap. Hmm. I saw one old guy like stand up. Was was he wearing a Bryce? No, no. Nationals Bryce jersey. No, he had like a jacket on. It was because we did see a lot of people who had defaced their. No, no, no. He wasn't a defacer. This guy was. This guy was like, I'm gonna thank him for the things he did for this team. You know, he was a mature Mm -hmm. dude, and so he was like doing his thing. But he sat down after maybe ten seconds at the most, and the boo people were all in. They were all in. They were all in for the booze. It was. We were look if I recall, because we had been discussing about whether or not what the reaction would be, blah blah blah, and of course, all the Washington media was speculating. Nobody thought it was going to be that thunderous. It I was don't really think. harsh. Three strikes, you're out, Bryce. The crowd is going crazy. It was really harsh, was and harsh. I did hear something that's that said. That Jason Worth had been booed by Phillies fans, but the first time that he came back, they applauded him. Right. Bryce didn't get an applause the first time he came back. Right. There's he usually the, the etiquette is like a courtesy applause when an athlete goes. And this happens all the time. It's not just baseball. It's football, soccer, basketball. Uh, hockey people go to different markets. Their contracts run out, and they don't get. I know, I know, up. but football isn't really the same. Where like you go, uh, they call your name, and you personally go up there individually. All the other sports, you're in a group. You know, you you get singled out. You're up there in what would otherwise be like oh, you're silence. Saying, yeah, because by every, yourself, it's, it's the most you. democratic game. You go up there. You are a hitter. It's you are totally a solo. Yeah, it is solo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the rest of the game went from bad to worst. By the sixth inning, we uh, just in one inning we uh, gave up four runs, and by that time, Schurz was uh, out of the picture. You know, the double. I don't think uh, Schurz had mm. was was pitching almost perfect, and it was only the bullpen that just started giving up all the runs. Uh, Rendon did try to save the deal, and he did get an HR and an RBI, and so at least he put us on the board, but we still got our asses kicked 8-2. to And then fucking Harper does get a home run against one of the relievers, and he flips the bat at the Nats dugout, which is sort of a douchebag kind of a showboat thing to do. You have any ideas on that? Um, well, yeah, it's Bryce Harper. He's a douchebag showboat kind of dude. That's what he's going to do. He's going to flip the bat. I didn't notice it from where we were sitting. No, saying. well, the, well, I don't think we were there when he actually hit the home run. Oh, oh I yeah. I think we but, were on the train we, and we but, were listening sorry, sorry. on the radio. But we yeah. wouldn't have noticed. No, well, prop, well, no, it would have been hard to see from, I, it's we really hard to seen. see from a thousand feet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, when I read some articles about it, Davey said that he covers his eyes when things like this happen. I don't know what the fuck. What People do it, and it's just, you, what do you, I mean, there's no rule against it. What are you going to do? What's wrong with it's it? It's a gesture. It's, it's a fuck it's you. It's a fuck you. It's basically like giving you a middle finger. to flip Because you um, literally flip the, rather than drop it, you flip it, and it like goes into. He was booed by literally thousands and thousands of people. 
I mean, he's been booed. He's been hated publicly. Like, it's different. It's one thing to be hated by people. Like, you just know that they hate you somewhere out there in the world. It's another thing to be hated when they're actually booing you to your face, like, in the same place as you while you're performing. You know, he, most people never go through that kind of experience. No. Very few people. But no... But, but like you and I have never had 45,000 people give us a standing ovation. He's had that experience too. So he's I know, had but both it's like a, everyone knows you don't remember good things, you remember the bad things. Everyone knows <laughs> that. It's human nature. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that game ended uh, very disappointingly, but we were there. You've heard everything. We've given you all the um, great audio. But then the next day, um, despite the fact of the frigid temperatures and the rain, suddenly the sun came out and it was 72 degrees. They initially fell back two runs, but then they uh, recovered and took a 6-2 lead, Cassia. And the pitcher was their best pitcher, Aaron Nola, who was third in line just behind uh, Max Scherzer for the Cy Young Award last year. That that seemed awesome, but then all of a sudden, oh wait, the bullpen comes in. Philly comes roaring back from that four-loss lead and takes a lead of eight to six overalls. Jesus Christ, Davey was like every like. Every single hitter is putting in a new guy. He was like randomly pulling guys from the Nats hot dog stand and giving them the ball and say, pitch it, motherfucker. Oh, my God. And then finally, a couple of great hits by Rendon and and, uh, Soto had his first home run and then some of his first um, hits of the season, uh, um, base hits of the season. And we get we tied up in the ninth, uh, eight to eight. And then their closer, their version of Sean Doolittle, Hoskins, basically gives us a walk-off Walk. HR win. So, no, in no, other no. words, there the, was the no bases HR. were loaded. Well, no, no, there was no HR. It was well, it, the bases were loaded. He never swung the bat. All those guys he was were walked. walked. Yeah. The guys before him were walked, and then he was walked. So he just completely home. choked. He gave us that. Oh, that, yeah, totally. That was not us. Totally. He gave us that. Although they were like, he really fought through that ad bat. It just seemed like... <laughs> it's like, you know... It's like, he, well, all he did was like hold it on his shoulder. Literally, what, what is that thing where it's like... 80% is just showing up or something. Um, that's a Woody Allen comment from the 60s. Uh, yeah, uh, 80% of life is just showing up. That is what an at-bat is, just showing up, basically. Yep. That's what that was. Yup, okay. It was, It was. and they tried to turn it into a victory on the Well, on right, the show, it was, and it, it wasn't. Look, you, you could tell. A win is a win is a win. And Yeah, I'm happy for the win, but it we're wasn't. Happy for the win. It didn't bode well. No, no. And they were like, and they, you know, and here's a guy, and it was, and, and the thing was, he was a rookie who had been brought up from the minors, and, and he very um, mysteriously looks almost like Ryan Zimmerman. He's like Ryan Zimmerman's twin brother with a beard. They look that identical. 
But anyways, everybody treated him it is like he Ryan just Zimmerman. That is the truth. <laughs> everybody treated him like he had just done a walk-off homer, like Jason Worth in 2012, and won the playoffs. They poured the Gatorade on him, everything, because well, he just stood just his, on the base and had I and think got walked. It's his first week. Yeah. In the major league. Right. Well, he's... And, you know, he was immediately sent back when Howie was brought up later today. Oh, really? Yeah, he was sent back to Fresno. Yeah, it's because they know. <laughs> they know what we know, which is that he sucks. Oh, dear. I mean, whatever. So, anyways, it was a win, but I think, you know, all those uh, we were saying about It was those... like the Make-A-Wish kid <laughs> got to play baseball for one day. Right, right. But the okay, so and um, but you remember, even with all those early losses, like the first day, I mean, they lost two of three against the Mets. They lost the first one against the Phillies. Here we at least tie. It was only a two-game series, so we we were tied. And Davy, when he gave his press conference, well, I'm really proud of these guys. They're really doing well. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ, Davy, fucking what are you smoking? So he um, now here after this game, even though he won, he was a very different Davy. Well, we needed it. Um, and it's kind of a, a bittersweet win. You know, I'm not thrilled about how we're playing. Um, but. I'm happy that the boys kept pushing, and uh, it's a testament to them. Uh, but we got to start playing better. Uh, you know, we worked all spring on doing the little things, and uh, we got to make it happen. The, the base running stuff's got to go away. The defense, you know, every day we got to be clean. Uh, we're going to be good, but we, we can't play like that every day and expect to come back and win games. We can't, you know, and, and, uh, and they know that. Uh, I'm proud of them for playing the way they played, but we got to we got to we got to start playing baseball every day. Stop li- limit the mistakes and start playing baseball. Okay, so for Davy, this is uh, Davy, who is usually Mister Rogers' neighborhood, or you know the daily affirmation or whatever. No matter what happens, this was Terminator Davy for him to be to be that upfront. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the learners, Mike Rizzo, people came in and read him the riot act and said, fucking get this fucking team. We fucking got $250 million in this team. Get their shit together. God damn it. We're at the bottom of the division. This is embarrassing. It's humiliating. So something happened. What do you think? Um, well, he's going to get fired if they don't at least go to the playoffs. Probably if they don't even win a World Series, if we got probably get fired anyways. So he's gotta he's gotta do that or he loses his job. So yeah, I think he's probably pissed. And the loss against Harper the first night was humiliating. It doesn't matter if the series ended up being tied because the other night was the night with all the attention. You know, if Bryce had gotten an HR on the second night, it wouldn't have been that story. No. The the order mattered. You know, that was the night game. That was the game that was nationally broadcast. Everyone was paying attention. Right. No, no one paid attention to this game. You know, the other interesting thing that I didn't mention, the second game, um, uh, the afternoon game the next day, there were just very, I, we were not there, but um, very faint boos when Harper came up. He got on base four times. He never did anything. He never made an HR. He never made a home run. Um, and when, but when he came up, the booze were so faint. So it was like it's already worn off. It's already worn. The hangover is done. Well, where are you judging the booze by? 
by what what uh, everybody in the media was saying. I mean, we weren't there, but they were just saying, "Oh, like FP on Aunt Masson, the P guys." Well, at Bob I don't. Carpenter. The Bob, they're not reliable because they don't. They don't. I mean, we were just watching the thing. They didn't. They didn't talk about the booze at all. Yeah. If you were watching on television on Masson, you would have no idea what what would have. It was, was really hard happening. to hear the booze. No, they weren't. But they weren't commenting on it really. They mentioned it. They didn't comment on it in the way that anyone who was reporting in a journalistic although they, although they tried, was. they desperately tried to find people standing up in a national shirt. Oh, they were totally. They were given. Standing they were given orders to make it look pretty. This is basically make Kremlin that. media. <laughs> Masson is Kremlin. It was bullshit. It was. It was bullshit compared right. to the reality of being there. All right. It All was right. not a legitimate broadcast. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The um, final papal decree of my co-host. We are now going into a three-game series with uh, the Mets, who pretty much kicked our ass. First of all, they shamed us on our opening day, and we just barely got one out of three games with a walk-off run. So, again, they are our divisional rival. So look for our report on that um, coming up this uh, late this weekend. We've uh, got a game on uh, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, and we've also got a new correspondent, uh, Leonardo from the Bronx and Brooklyn, who will who's a lifelong Mets fan, who will be giving us uh, on the scene input from the game. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you very much, and we hope you'll join us next time to From the Cheap Seats. Okay. Take me.